This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Adori. I am your host covering everything sport, international, local. Hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're in the comfort of your very own home, tuned in at the Instagram Live Right now at Omar Durio Post 95 Radio. Hope you're having a blessed day. What a show I got in store for you today. Apart from obviously Omnia treating me with some cookies, um, which she promised she'd bring me the other day. So shout out to Omnia for the cookies, which is incredible. Um, okay, right. A couple of things to talk about today. I'm going to try and put you in a scenario. Now, at the moment now, no one could have predicted the current pandemic and the situations that's come with it. However, if you were an athlete playing for your team right now and your contract is up, by legal uh, contract, your contract is up, your time is up. However, the fixtures have been delayed. What would you do as an athlete? Would you continue to play for your team until the season's finished or would you refuse to play? The reason why I ask that question is because it's currently happening right now in the world of sport and especially in football. Some of the players are refusing to play for their clubs because by contract, they're actually done for the season and they don't want to get injured in case it affects their mood. Uh, their move moving forward to a different club. So that's the topic of the day, a very, very interesting topic. I want to hear your thoughts on that. I also have uh, a specific person I'm zooming into regarding this athlete's professional career. Have you ever heard of the name Phil Foden? Right. I'm going to be talking about him today, the rise of Phil Foden, his education in sport, his patience, his development, and what he's actually done behind the scenes that we haven't seen on the main surface. So that's going to be something else. Now, on another trip, Premier League has tested 1,829 players and staff between last Wednesday and Sunday and only one positive test. But are they keeping it under wraps? We're going to talk about that on the show today on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in on the Instagram live showing love. Maria, Dino, Mufid, Spicy. You've got Soph all the way from the US as well. Tuned in to show love on the Halftime Show. Now, topic of the day is putting you in the situation of an athlete right now. If you were an athlete and obviously due to the pandemic, the fixtures have been delayed. Now, when they have been delayed, your contract has expired today do you play for your team tomorrow or do you refuse to play in case it might hinder uh, your progress in joining another club that is the topic of the day i'm going to get to that i'm going to give you some time to ponder over it so think about that while i switch topics now one of the players that has come out recently and had a bit of limelight is a certain player called phil foden now let me tell you a little bit of background behind phil foden his education in the game has been incredible in the sense that he has learned under a lot of coaches he's learned under a lot of players 
and he's been very patient, which is very, very rare in today's world, especially with people wanting instant success. And having instant success obviously means people want it very soon, even if they're young. Social media does a lot of crazy things to you. And Phil Foden has remained humble. Phil Foden also has a kid, which a lot of people don't know about. Now, when he started, it was a time of uh, footballers or athletes like Patrick Vieira, who was immense. You got your Roy Keynes, you got all these people. And if you wondered, how would he be able to survive being in the same squad as that? He came out of that very, very humble. He learned from some of the best. Now, parents from other teams would come and watch him play, even at grassroots, uh, even at youth level, even at under 17s, they would watch him play. Why? In May 2017, England's new generation announced themselves as special. They weren't just special, they had players like Jordan Sancho, Callum Hudson-Odoi and Phil Foden and they played in the Euros of the under-17s. Now Sancho was named player of the tournament who is at Borussia Dortmund at the moment now, while Foden and Hudson-Odoi scored in the final against Spain. But England went on to lose on penalties after the match finished 2-2. So that was one thing of teaching them how to lose and how to actually um, you know, last in a game without the happy ending. Now, however, what happened after that is the England generation and the under-17s, maybe not the senior team, but the under-17s started to grow together. And in doing so, they won the World Cup under-17. Now, five months on from the shootout disappointment against Spain in the Euros, England's young stars went one better, avenging Spain in Spain to come out on top in the final and lift the under-17 World Cup. Now, all this is happening, and normally a lot of people don't watch the under-17s or under-19s play because it's not classified as senior football. However, managers, coaches, scouts were keeping a close eye on Phil Foden because they came very close in the Euros and they won the Under-17 World Cup. Now, in winning the Under-17 World Cup, Phil Foden had to now decide, do I now go to another club because I need to play regularly or do I continue my education and learn how to play under these fantastic players, which may not necessarily mean game time in the starting 11. And that's exactly what happened. One of the things people don't know about Phil Foden as well is he is the youngest player to ever win the Premier League. Now, when I think of people that have won their respective leagues, I think of Pele from Brazil and I think of Messi uh, from Argentina winning it with Barcelona at a very, very young age. But that also didn't stop there. He has now recently been able to get some sort of game time and also is the successor to David Silva. Now, for those that don't appreciate players like David Silva, once this person retires, we will value him as a player, the talent that he has and the magician that he is named as. And recently, I also heard an interview with Kevin De Bruyne and he said the best player he's played with at City is David Silva. So that tells you a lot of things of perspective and the reputation of Phil Foden coming in to replace such a big figure. Now, that is amongst the things we didn't necessarily, let's say, highlight as the player has continued to grow under Guardiola, has had a lot of praise from the coach, from the manager, but still not let it get to his head. And that's exactly how people start to grow as human beings as well as athletes. Now, this was something that I had to pick on because I've I've watched this player for a long time and I've always said, you know, this kid is going to be something. And almost, in all respect to English players, almost un-English-like in the sense that he's been patient, he's been grounded, he hasn't been overvalued or overpriced out of a move. We didn't really hear much of him or his agent speculating about leaving the club. However, he might just get his chance right now and he's doing it big. 
So make sure you watch out for Phil Foden because it's one of the players, even recently, the way he performed the other night once the Premier League was resumed. A lot of people are talking about how, you know, it's going to take time to adjust. It's going to take time to get match sharp and also the type of fitness levels. Don't expect too much. He looked like he's been playing all season. And that's exactly where the hard work comes in. We've talked about talent. We've talked about hard work. This player is something to definitely, definitely watch out for. And I'm telling you now, guys, it's it's a different ball game when he can perform at the highest level. And I think hopefully we will be seeing a different shade of Phil Foden. So that's my zone into the player or athlete of the week. I've zoned into Phil Foden for you guys. Let me know what you think. Text us on 4215. It's a salat or do or slide into our DMs on Instagram at Omar Durio Pulse95 Radio. Have you been keeping an eye on Phil Foden? Which player for you stands out the most? And if it's an athlete from anywhere around the world, who should I be looking into zoning into next week? So that's regarding uh, athlete of the week. Coming up next, this, the topic of the day is as follows. If you were a player or an athlete for your sport playing and your contract is up, but due to COVID-19, you're still required to work. Would you continue working or would you call a strike in case it might hinder you moving to a better place, a better team or a better sport? That's what's coming up today on Topic of the Day. I want to hear from you guys. Slide into the DMs at Omar Duri and let me know. Uh, I've got a question coming in also, which I will be answering in segment four. Stay tuned for more, guys. Assalamu alaikum. Coming up on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Aduri. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It's time! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adori. I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. Wow. We've got a, a lot of things to talk about today. We've already started off with Phil Foden, as I normally like to zone into an athlete in the week to highlight a few things that we might have not known about him. Like, for example, even at the youngest age, being one of the youngest, sorry, the youngest player to win a Premier League and also being a father. Now, when we look at Phil Foden, he looks like he's, what, 14? He's actually he's actually <laughs> older than that at the end of his teenage, uh, teenage years. And won a World Cup as well, under-17s. Uh, so, yeah, which we didn't expect, but he did lose the Euros uh, against Spain. So there's a lot of things we spoke about. The topic of the day I was throwing is, if you were an athlete and you're playing for your team, your contract expires at the end of the season, but obviously the pandemic hits the whole world and so the fixtures are being delayed. What would you do? Would you refuse to play for your team or would you ride out the season and then sort it out afterwards, knowing it might affect the direction and the team you want to play for. Now, is there loyalty in sports nowadays? I'm getting a lot of mixed reviews uh, on uh, on the Instagram live. I've got Hassan who's telling me, you know, to use Arsenal as an example. Hassan, I'd love to use Arsenal as an example, but right now, that ain't the team, bro. <laughs> that is not the team to be an example with. So I'm definitely not going to use Arsenal. I will use players, though, that are playing for uh, respective smaller teams uh, in the league who might be able to play for a bigger club and that was like Ryan Frazier at Bournemouth for example uh, that's something now the Premier League has been hit with COVID and obviously we are so delighted to have football back I don't want to talk about COVID I don't want to talk about what it did to us but I do want to talk about now with all the testing happening and especially not being the first league the German League kicked us off and did things properly the other leagues have followed in doing so 
the Premier League tested 1,829 players and staff between last Wednesday and Sunday, and there was one test positive. Now, in that test being positive, it started to cause a bit of a disarray now in, in, in the way we're thinking. Is it safe? Can teams go back? You know, we heard Troy Deeney didn't want to come back. We had all these people saying we have newborns, we have families, and rightfully so. No one would, would knock them for that. However, with that one player uh, or member of staff which hasn't been revealed, that, revealed yet from a Premier League club has returned positive in the last round of coronavirus testing. The league has confirmed the number which I gave you earlier, 1,829 people were tested between the 17th of June and the 21st of June. Now the news comes after it was revealed that an Arsenal player had tested positive for corona prior to the club's defeat last Wednesday when the Premier League resumed after 100 days. I'd love to blame the excuse on Arsenal players being, you know, um, troubled by one of their teammates and that's why they lost to City badly. Um, But I can't even say that. City were a much better team. Now the individual came close into contact with two other members of the first team squad, meaning all three players were expected to enter a period of self-isolation. This is so interesting now because we are going to hear people testing positive. Are they respecting social distancing? You're playing a sport now. The government has approved it. You know, where do we draw the line? However, it is believed that after the squad subsequently returned negative results during a further round of testing with no symptoms shown by anyone at the training ground, the Premier League was satisfied that there was no safety risk. The three players, still yet to be unnamed, returned to training a day before the restart and all featured in the 3-0 defeat at the Etihad. Now, on the Halftime Show, we always cover not just the physical aspect, but the mental aspect. One of the things that we do cover is how you are preparing yourself mentally. Footballers, athletes, UFC fighters, boxers, you know, they enter always concerned about the conditioning side of things, the physical side, soft tissue injuries. The mindset is just as important. We've spoken about emotional fitness here before. Now, thinking of that, what mind frame, you know, what frame of mind will they be in considering with all the coronavirus that's happening and also the pressure from the government to resume sports? So that gives us food for thought here in the direction we're going at and especially, especially that the Premier League has been heavily anticipated to return. Now we've got a game every day. And listen, I'm not complaining. <laughs> I've been starved, like a lot of the fans out there, from sports. And now that we're getting it back, we just want everyone to be safe. And that is the message basically behind all this. I don't mind, obviously, having Premier League every single day. But if people are being tested positive, surely whatever point of contact, or whoever people they were around, carries over. We've spoken about antibodies on the show. We've spoken about, you know, not knowing when you have it, when you don't. Thankfully, with athletes, they do have a stronger immune system, but that does not mean it's safe because they do have families and children that they need to look after. So that is food for thought. Coming up next, we talk about loyalty in sport. We talk about you as an athlete. If you were playing for your team right now and the contract is up with the pandemic hitting, that's pushed all the fixtures back. What would you do? Slide into the DMs at Omar Duri on Instagram or Text us on 4215 Salat or do. I want to hear from you right after this. Let's go. This is the Halftime Show with Umar Aduri on Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. 
Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host, covering everything sport, international, local. If you're wondering why I'm laughing, it's because the people on the Instagram live, shout out to Murad, Mufid, Hassan, Maria, Dino, uh, Adul, and of course, Haytham Azaruni for tuning in. Some really, really good points. I asked today for the topic of the day, a very interesting question. Now, normally you have a season when it comes down to any sport that you do. When you do that sport, you have a season to be able to get your mind right, get your body right, be able to channel yourself. Now, the pandemic hit the whole world. And in hitting the whole world, what happened is it delayed fixtures or fights till later. But your contract still expires on the same day because obviously no one would have been prepared for what's happened. In doing so, I asked the question, what would you do? Would you refuse to play for your team knowing that it might hinder your move somewhere else to a bigger club a bigger team or even a bigger camp and one of the people i've had on the show lately mr haytham al-zaruni who's a uae muay thai uh, world champion kickboxer said to me he was he was talking to me about it. he said i wouldn't leave and i tried to put him in a situation where i said what if you were training with some of the best coaches in the world and you were able to go and see let's say freddie roach from the boxing gym the wild card gym in the u.s and you would miss this opportunity if you trained further here in the UAE and you weren't able to go. Or if you wanted to go train mixed martial arts and you went to see Faraz Zahabi, that would have been another one. And Haytham got, got back to us on the Instagram live and said, I'll take the opportunity and my team will understand that. But at the same time, I will go back later as a better fighter and teach them all new skills. I did the same thing one time uh, for my fights. I sent them to Thailand to get more specific skills. And that is exactly why the question is open. If you said you wouldn't if you said you wouldn't travel then i might say i understand that and at the same time if you refuse to play or fight or train because it might hinder your performance i would understand that too so there's no real wrong answer here but it has happened now before covid hit the world of sport there was people that were very reluctant to come back and the reason why they were reluctant to come back is because they've had they've got their families they have their newborns all sorts of stuff now with the UK, a lot of things were a bit of a mess out there. And then me coming from obviously the UK, it's hard for me to admit that, but US and UK are not the places to be right now. With the UK focused on returning to work, attention was turned to when the athletes returned. Some of them refused to play and we called it Project Restart because everyone was you know, coming back into it and getting, getting involved. Now, that was something which wasn't embraced by most teams and amongst those teams in the UK was Chelsea and Watford who can, who expressed their concerns um, about returning to training on safety grounds. Um, Joseph Lappin, head of employment, spoke about this on The Independent, which was really interesting. And he said, under normal circumstances, a footballer cannot simply refuse to train. Asking players to return to work and train is a lawful instruction. So that had a bit more meat on it. And in having a bit more meat on it, you know, some players did take their time. We heard about Kante, we heard about Troy Deeney, and we heard about whether this would affect the process of the overall picture, which is training together. Now, this doesn't just have to be about football. This could be about tennis. This could be about uh, rugby. This could be about cricket. It could be about any sport. Basketball, that's another one for the basketball fans out there. When you train, you have to train together to be able to get the match sharpness and match fitness, which is a whole different ball game. And the topic of the day is what would you do? And I've had a few questions already and I've had a few answers already on that topic. Would you refuse to play in case it hindered your choice of moving to a different team or a different camp? Very, very interesting stuff. And, and again, there was no wrong answer. 
this is in sport general Abdul, who's uh, just messaged me on instagram live it's sport in general i'm highlighting the premier league because it's happened in the premier league recently with a few players including ryan frazier from bournemouth now a couple of seasons ago he was linked with some of the bigger teams the arsenal's the liverpool's and they were saying that they might sign him he stayed and that caused him not to get the move he wanted now his contract is up the club forced him to stay he's refusing to play that will affect obviously the premier league and that will affect things but uh, is, is he to blame is there loyalty in sport you know why are we surprised that players or coaches for example move last season brendan rogers left celtic even though he won everything and they had a few more games to secure it he was criticized heavily for not staying with celtic and he moved to leicester this year leicester are huge contenders to finish in the champions league was it a good mood now for all the people that criticized him before so there's so many things in the world of sport that's happening and i want to get your take on it on the last segment what i'm going to do is i'm going to get all your questions and all your comments and we're going to really zone into that i'm going to play a little bit of sam smith here on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95. this is the halftime show with Omar Adouri. Oh, he loves the fire then. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It's time! It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. I can't believe we're finished already. Like, this is this is not fair. <laughs> I'm having fun here. I'm having fun with everyone who's tuned in on the Instagram Live at Pulse95 Radio and at Omar Duri. And I'm having fun with everyone who is tuned in on 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com or our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority. And the, the, the talks we're having today, you know, um, is... It's quite interesting because I put you guys in a situation where I wanted to see what you would do. You are playing for a team. It could be any sport you want. And you wanted to leave last year and that team didn't allow you to leave by forcing you to stay and continue for the last year of your contract. Now you enter that last year of your contract, obviously knowing that at the end of the contract, you're allowed to speak to whoever you want. The pandemic hits and once it hits, you then are delayed for fixtures, which means the fixtures will be played after your contract is being uh, signed. So what do you do? Do you refuse to play knowing that someone else might be in for you and you could be playing for a better team? Or do you just ride it out for the rest of the season, couple of months, and then decide? Some really good points online as well. People saying that, you know, it will, it will be a distraction for the teammates, for the people. But then again, is there any loyalty in sport nowadays? And and something that I, I, I alluded to earlier, um, Adige, national team player, says, yeah, really not much of a player can, really not much a player can do. It looks really bad when they kick and scream and refuse to play. I would have really changed my perspective of De Gea if he did that when Real wanted him. That's a good point, Adige. Lahusa, shout out to Lahusa and also shout out to Isa as well. Um, who else have we got here? We had a very good question from Safe. Who? Let's see where his question is actually. How do you feel about the David Luiz situation? And is he him signing for another year because of his influence on the pitch or off the pitch? 
clearly as we know and I think Safe also made this point earlier he said it's definitely not on the pitch because he's making so many mistakes so what kind of influence and impact does the mental side of the game have on the team as a whole I can't explain how David Luiz has been offered another year contract however what I could say I could try and make some sense of it which will be tough but that's when you know I, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a lover of the game is because his influence obviously in the dressing room has been something he's also bought into Mikel Arteta's philosophy and has spoken very highly of the few months they've had together he's also someone that has been on the world stage albeit in huge defeats huge experiences has played at PSG has played in Brazil has played for Chelsea has won things with multiple teams and yet is causing a lot of let's say making a lot of mistakes now which is not exactly ideal for the Arsenal situation considering they are 10th in the league for a reason however what I will say is when a coach comes into a team one of the hardest things to do is to get the experienced players on board in the philosophy you want to install into you know the team moving forward now a lot of times effort has been questioned hard work has been questioned mental capacity has been questioned um you know having the personality to to you know get results has been questioned so clearly if Mikel Arteta has chosen to offer a year it must be a decision that he might regret I hope not I had this conversation with a good friend of mine Mufid who's a big Chelsea fan once Luis signed for Arsenal and I wanted to be proven wrong. I wanted Luis to be a success and to be a positive impact. Maybe not as a starting player, but in training. We've all been with those people in training who are very good trainers, who help the youngsters, who who make sure they, they stay grounded. Is he one of those players? I hope so. But on the pitch, he has caused a lot of unforced errors, which has cost games. Now, it's one thing to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. But when they start to cost games, that is the problem. And I think David Luiz has done too many of those, especially at the age he's at now, where he's got to be a lot smarter than a lot more physical. And that, in the Premier League, you get exposed. So I would say that the only sense I can make out of it is that Mikel Teta has faith in his ability. The other thing is, contractually and normally behind the scenes, what people don't discuss is... If he has a pay-as-you-play contract for the final year of his contract instead of a huge wage package, which might be a waste of money, stopping other players coming into the club. So that's uh, that's that's that question asked. With Pogba discussion, he wants to leave or stay. If you were Pogba, what would you do? Um, I would leave. I would leave because for me, as an athlete or as a footballer, I want a challenge. And United, and again, with all due respect... Um, like similar to the Arsenal's of this world and, and Chelsea even are a little bit far off from City and Liverpool. I guess we all can agree they're in a league of their own. They're on the elite level and I think everyone has a lot of catching up to do, some more than others. Uh, Pogba has been highlighted as an outstanding technical footballer but someone that requires two players in a, a formation that will be able to do the defending that he doesn't have to do. And I actually had this conversation with someone from the FA uh, in the football station when I was do- football association when I was doing my coaching badges and he grilled me because he didn't believe I, I made sense but I still stand by that opinion Pogba shines like he did at Juventus like he did for France at the World Cup when he has two players behind him that are able to close the gaps and feed the ball to him in spaces that he can hurt teams there's no point doing a step over or a skill or touching the ball 10 times in your own half if you cannot do something with it and you know, I always say possession um, without precision is pointless. 
And I said that back in then, I'll say it now again. However, we have seen the quality. He played a pass the other day against Tottenham. First time, which was sublime. But that's what he can do. But does he do it enough to merit the world-class label? I'm not sure. I'll leave that up to you guys. Another question. Last question before we wrap up. Uh, Murad, should we get Wenger back? Oh, Murad. No, no, don't depress me, man. Um... Arsene Wenger is someone that will be appreciated once he retires and retires from the game entirely. He is in love with the game and it, is, it has caused him uh, issues in his personal life, in his marriage, in his family because he loves the game so much and he's obsessed with it. I think that people will appreciate him a lot more and what he did for English football, especially revolutionising the Premier League in 1996 when he entered. And one of the reasons why, I'm going to wrap up on this, one of the reasons why Alex Ferguson is the greatest ever is because he was able to adapt to Arsene Wenger's routine and methods. When he brought that into the Premier League at a time where the Premier League wasn't high on nutrition, wasn't high on sports science, Arsene Wenger had come from Japan and changed the way we watch football now. And that's that's how I'll end up on there. But guys, you can tune in to us every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday, 3 to 4 on the Halftime Show. Can't wait to see you guys very, very soon. Stay blessed. Have an incredible day. Peace. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.